Drifters, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to this, it doesn't really matter. Just me for this uh, pre-podcast, I guess, read for you because my good mate Declan, as you'll soon hear, he's over in Japan just gallivanting around, living his best right life, not really seeing it too many Japanese ponies, which is a shame, but you know, you get that on the big jobs. Now, I come here to talk to you prior to this award-winning podcast to say, if you happen to bet this weekend, do it with the good people at Ned's. What are you doing? Come on, Team Orange all the way, baby. And the Brisbane Winter Carnival is just kicking off. So you get to do all that good, weird, and frankly, sensational weird stuff that you like to with the good people at Ned's. You can have the same race multis. You can get weird and exotic with every sort of exotic play that you like. On the nose, each way, Quinellas, trifectas, first four, whatever you hope to do. And of course, they... You, you can follow each other in on the Ned's profiles as well. It's really sensational stuff. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. It's cracking. Oh, you know, column A, column B. Uh, it's already been a big week of racing, mm, hasn't it? Thousand guineas yesterday, yeah, on Wednesday, I guess, because you know people could be listening to this at any time. Yeah, um, specifically the thirteenth of October. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty one. If we want to be that specific, at around four pm. Yeah, uh, if you ever want to come back and <coughs> listen to this podcast in the future, uh, which will obviously prove our tipping prowess. Jeez, I've been listening to these guys for five years. They're now the biggest horse racing podcast in the world. I wonder if they were still this good at picking winners all the way back in 2021 for Caulfield Cup and Everest Week. We weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, we weren't. But, um, yeah, rewatched that race and it was just a gross race. It was. Um, I don't know. I had a... I went against my rule, mm. the afterthought rule, yep. and I just I didn't feel comfortable with it, and I wasn't a fan of Zuzarella from the gate, mm. and that proved to be correct. Yep, and I just thought the Sydney form might be a bit better, but I'm annoyed that I didn't have a really in depth look of the other Melbourne form because Yearning had some, it had a massive run last start, mm. and at the twenty six bucks. You know who did have a sneaky saver on it? Josh McLean. He did. Of course he did. He texted me after. He's like, I was weighing up between that thing and hinged. I'm like, of course you were. <laughs> of course he was. I swear he just does it every single time. Yeah. What a guy. Can pick something at long odds, Josh McClellan's. Um, look, I'll come out and say, obviously, that Zuzarella had no luck in the run whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if she, wherever she goes, I'm still happy to back her. Mm. Um, complete forgive run for mine. Uh, she's still lightly raced. She's just a little young filly. She is. She is. She's got plenty of upside, that's for sure. She sure does. But, um, oh, look, that's just small fry stuff. We're looking at big fry stuff this week. Aren't we? Mm. Aren't we? Um, before we get into that, are the three-year-olds any good? I don't think they're any good. Mm, I think there's one who's exceptional, maybe two. 
Arturis as a four-year-old will be elite. Yeah, the party bus. Yeah, if he I gets so. that far. What's his What's his distance? You reckon? Uh, I reckon against his own age, I reckon a mile's fine. I reckon against the older horses, I reckon he'll be like a fourteen hundred meter, twelve hundred mm. meter horse. Yeah, I think he'll come back a lot smarter as a four-year-old if they want to do that. Mm. Uh, the thing with him is he just needs to get some professionalism. And Big Mo has that in spades. Yeah, and he's th- – I just I just look at this crop. I just think they're average, which is a, a complete 180 from our first podcast of the season because mm. we were like, oh, my good goodness, how good are these three-year-olds? You have Converge. You have Halal. You have Animo, obviously, ingratiating, Artorius. Stay inside. Stay inside. Forgot about Captivant. him. He was all right. Captivant. He ran second. Mm-hmm. Was it him? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Construct. Construct. Another one that failed. Here's some constructive criticism yeah. for the three-year-olds. Give us the, give us the reins. Let us train them in the future. You know what? <laughs> I reckon... Captivon is actually – if you like Animo in the Cox Plate, you have to like him because he's heading there. And he'd be is about, he? He's about 20 or 30 bucks and he'll be 49 kilos as well. So I reckon, yeah. Well, uh, Drifters, you probably saw in the paper today that there are some New South Wales-based jockeys who will be making the trek down for the Cox Plate. Uh, probably headlining that is J-Mac – on Zaki, I think Huey Bowman's taking Mwanga mm-hmm. uh, and K-Mac. K-Mac, I don't know if he's coming down for the Cox Plate or if he's coming down for the Melbourne Cup. If he came for the Cox Plate, he has a relationship with the Snowdens. Sure does. Who has captive on, I believe. So he, Can K-Mac get that low? I think he gets pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to judge how low <laughs> K-Mac can get? <laughs> You know, well, he's that close to the floor anyway. Actually, do you know who can get low, like Flow Rider? Yendel. Yeah, yeah, Dean Yendel can. Uh, Rachel King, and she's apparently um, got all the paperwork signed to be able to come down. She's got nothing locked in in Melbourne, but mm. she's obviously a, a lightly weighted jockey, so maybe she could get the call up gotcha. for, for the Cox play. She's been, pretty, been in pretty good nick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think K-Mac could get that low. I think he rides like the lightweights in an Epsom. Like, well, what was he on Probabil last year? 51 maybe? Yeah. He might ride a kilo over. Yeah. I don't know. Ollie's riding – well, mate, when's the last time you saw Ollie ride – what is he, 52 or 53? Uh, it's been a very long time. I actually was reading about that this week. Uh, been a long time since he's had to get low. Oh, low. He's getting real low. He's getting so low. Mate, why don't we just why don't we just call K Mac or text him? We're mates, aren't we? Well, yeah. Well, I'm personal friends with Red Zell, so by association I'm I'm great mates with K Mac. Mate, K Mac, more like bloody Everest Mac. Mate. Three three from four thus far. Just mate. a sneaky seventy five percent strike rate. And then you have Bossy. He's got the other one. And then he's got a golden eagle in his other pocket as well. And then you have the bloke, I don't even know who rode Colette last year. Oh, I couldn't tell you. It's like some country jockey for Godolphin. Mm. Couldn't tell you who that was. Do you know what was stupid? Her, her price last year. It was. In the swamp. In the swamp. And she might get a swamp at Caulfield this weekend. She might do. 
But before we get to this weekend of racing, mate, how about the Red Cliff Dolphins? Oh, mate. Welcome. FKA, formerly known as. Well, now they're just the Dolphins. They've dropped the location from their title. They just want to be known as the Dolphins because they don't want to alienate, one, anyone from Brizzy, two, anyone from the sunny coast, and three, anyone from that uh, Moreton Bay slash Redcliffe region. No, they have a year to rectify that. They'll be fine. They'll be well, thank the Redcliffe God. Dolphins, 100%. You reckon? 100%. Just Redcliffe? I'd be happy with that. Yeah, well, you got, what, South. That's just, what, South Sydney. And then, what, who? all right, what's a good example of Cronulla. this? Cronulla. Cronulla. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Not a- yeah, I agree. A um, little bit different because the NRL, when the NRL sort of was set up off the uh, from the ashes of the Super League war, they obviously looked at all the teams that were playing across the ARL and the Super League and they were like, okay, cool, we're going to create the NRL, uh, which teams are in. And it's like, cool, there's the NRL teams. So they already came with a location. And also obviously obviously stems back to the New South Wales Rugby League and that coming through. So it is it is a little bit different, but I completely agree. Like Redcliffe Dolphins, mate, if it wasn't for the Penrith Panthers, would you have heard of Penrith before? Bathurst maybe? Yeah. Maybe? Because that's that general area in the west, isn't it? Yeah. Mountains? Yep. Um who else? Well, Cronulla because because of the rights. Yeah. Canterbury. <laughs> Canterbury, yeah. Canterbury. Yeah. Parramatta. Yeah. Well. Um Melbourne Storm. I wouldn't have <laughs> I wouldn't have heard of Melbourne. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, welcome. That'll be Redcliffe, surely. That it makes no sense to rip up like that branding. Would have oh, been, I, I think they should just stick with Redcliffe. Yeah, they will. 100%. Um you know. Uncle Wayne Bennett Gramps getting the getting the call up, strapping on strapping on the boots again. Yeah, he could probably go to like say a West Tigers or a Cronulla for a year, be like the head of football and just turn the place around and then then go to Redcliffe. He could do that. I think what's probably more likely is that he'll just take a gig at Redcliffe, hundred percent, and just be like, give me a year to clean this place out and yeah. play the folks. Yeah. <laughs> Get me familiar with my surroundings. <laughs> What's the tab set up in this joint? Yeah. Is it facing the right way? Mate, it could, uh, you know, <clears throat> their tab set up could very well be an influencer on them being my official second team. Actually, probably my third team because the Storm are probably my second team. But Third team. It's an interesting chat. I could support three teams comfortably. Sure. When, yeah. you know, the Storm miss finals in 20 years' time. Yeah. And the Dragons, you know, perhaps just slip out of the eight again. <laughs> oh, they're this close. <laughs> this close, the bloody Dragons. Well, I wonder what Redcliffe's going to do with their colours because they they play in red and white. It would just be on the strips. <laughs> imagine if, imagine if um, the NRL's like, mm, St. George, you haven't been playing that great. You, you guys change. <laughs> <laughs> or the away team just plays in skins. <laughs> yeah, lids off. Yeah. yeah. Lids off versus lids. Paint paint the seven on the back. Yeah. You know, that'd be good. That'd be good. I love that. Mm. Get back to the roots. Mm. Um, mate, let's quickly look back at last weekend as well. So how good and how much ticker 
The Jai McNeil show on the ride on I'm Thunderstruck. Oh, enormous. The uh, aerial view. He saw a gap. He took it and kicked. Uh, yeah, that was a huge run. Um, Tefane was tough. She ticker. was. She had great ticker. Back to Mayor's grade in the Empire Rose if she's heading that way. Be very hard to beat against her own sex. But she had the perfect run. Oh, yeah. Like you couldn't want a better run than her. And I'm Thunstruck, lots of, lots of bums in front of him, but he pushed through those bums, got low, pushed through the bums, and then he just got out, got clear, lightweight, bang, thanks for coming. 100%. And frustrating because, you know, Elephant loomed like he was going to do something but pulled up. Well, from barrier five, he was three wide. It's like, what are you doing? Frosty. Frosty, I can't win. Apparently you're going great. I can't catch him. No. Damien Lane? No. I can't catch him at all. No. He, I feel like in the group ones, he hasn't been doing much. No, no. Didn't uh, handle very elegant very well the other week, might I add. <sighs> Frosty. Um, but how good was that aerial vision on Charles? Yeah, huge ticker showed by John McNeil to sort of get through. Um, you know, if you're looking for a display of ticker. Well, <clears throat> 100%. But you know what else is catching my eye on the broadcast of Channel 7? is in between races when they might do a little market update. Mm. You know, he's doing his best work in a ra- fresh Ralphie each week. Oh, how good is his fresh Ralphie? I, l- I love the black Ralphie. Yeah. So shout out to Finchie. Brett Finch. Yeah. What a guy. Pretty sure Finch was named after Finchie, the horse. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. You know, on pace, big brute of a guy, unlike Finchie himself. <laughs> yeah. That, ironic. It was, an, it was an ironic name. Yeah. But, you know, on speed. Tried his heart out every single time. Didn't necessarily get the results all the time. But when he did, you got rewarded for it. Exactly. Uh, a colourful career. Plenty of stories to tell. Yeah. Nah, Finchie's been doing a great job. Loved by all. Yep. Or by most. By most. Um, a journeyman. Yep. Played for a few different clubs. Yep. Para. Melbourne. Yes. The Roosters. Yes. Anyone else? He started at the Raiders. Did he start at the Raiders, yeah. Finchie? The milk. Man, he played there for like 80 games. Wow. He started there when he was 17. Did he? Yeah. Well, mate, anyone who plays in Canberra has to have huge ticker because oh, mate, that sure. place- Freeze your nips clean oh, off. Oh, God. I went there in May once. Coldest I've ever been. That's dumb footy from you. It was May. It wasn't even winter. Such low percentage footy. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. He has been doing some great work, Finchie, and there's some great banter going on between uh, Mr. McLaughlin and, and Finchie. Bruce as well, Bruce McAvaney. Well, Bruce on the satellites doing some of his finest work. Mm. And I do like Hamish too. I like Hamish. Hamish is a good guy. Yeah, but no one beats Richo. Didn't appreciate his call actually in the Bulldogs-Lions prelim, uh, semifinal this year. A bit one-eyed towards the dogs, which I didn't appreciate Hame, but, you know, you'll learn from it. Oh, I'm sure he's listening and it's just constructive feedback, mate. But yeah. look, our constructive feedback for Finch is keep doing what you're doing, mate. And if you keep going well, maybe you'll get an invite on the pod. You just might, Finchy. What a guy. Um, all right. That's enough dribble, I believe. Um, so you have a time-honoured group one this weekend in the Caulfield Cup. You do. And then you have the new kid on the block, the Everest. mm what race are you more excited for? I'm more excited for the Everest, mate. Oh. <laughs> Personally. Take that. 
Yeah. Oh, controversial. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You would say the best sprinters in Australia, clearly. Um, I'd say the Caulfield Cup. Really? Yeah. I thought the Kosciuszko <laughs> was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the Maya Stakes the other night was pretty good. Uh, yeah, just so over quickly. Yeah. Some big heavyweights just, just going at each other. Yeah. Short-lived, but I tell you what, you put a price tag against an event like that and of course it's going to work. Who said the Everest wasn't going to? Uh, idiots, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah. Because if – well, crowds are allowed this weekend. And what they've done, I think I said this last year, they put uh, armbands around everyone so and that's how you order your drinks and people get more pissed at the Everest. They And they uh, get the ages of everyone and it's a younger demographic coming through. PVL knows what he's doing. Genius. <clears throat> Genius. And look, I, I think this race will just go from strength to strength. Uh, it's going to have a massive, probably already had a massive influence on breeding within the country with Yes, Yes, Yes winning it as a three-year-old. Well, you, the, I don't know. How much longer is the Coolmore going to be the stallion-making race? Well, man, Phillies are winning it more often because I tell you what, if Home Affairs wins this, I don't think he's going to bother going to the Coolmore, whereas in previous years, sure. Sure, of course I'll go to the straight down to Melb yeah. on Derby Day. Against my own age. Of course I will. Watch me lead and win. Yeah, watch me actually watch me just be on pace, stalk, then win. Yeah, look back, poke my tongue out, still win. Yeah, what's that? I'm going to be a busy boy for the next twenty years. Sounds great. Yeah, I'll sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. What if Home Affairs wasn't that way inclined? What if Home Affairs? What if he won the Coolmore? And they're like, mate, to the breeding barn for you. Going to be a busy boy. You're going to enjoy it. He's like, you know what? No, that's not that, that's not how I'm inclined. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what happened to Kementari. Yeah, exactly. He was a dud at stud, and then they had to cut off his nuts. Yeah, and you know, and now he's winning listed races. <laughs> now he's <laughs> now he's the butt of all jokes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Everest. I'm I'm really excited, mate. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling great. We're 17 minutes in. We haven't talked. We haven't done it. What we want to do is a runner by runner. So let's get cracking in here. Yeah, let's go. Because there's plenty of footy. Let's start with the Everest. I believe you wanted the odds. I want the odds because the Enigma himself is number one nature strip. 390 now. $3.90. Interesting. Look, I reckon we'll be playing on a, what, a soft six at the absolute best. <laughs> well, I opened up news.com just before. And apparently there's a tornado on the coast of Sydney. <laughs> Is Wild Ruler going to run that fast? <laughs> <laughs> tornado. So, and I was, I was thinking back. I'm like, what are those things up in, you know, that have terrorised like Darwin and, and Townsville? They're cyclones. I believe tornadoes are much more savage. So Yeah, right. So, but I had a look at the radar and I think it actually missed. So, okay. um, I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm looking for a soft seven. Yeah. Soft seven-ish. You want something that handles a bit of mud. Yeah. So Nature Strip does that, so I'm not surprised he's coming in. Draws barrier 10. J-Mac on board. Third shot at the Everest. I think he sits up on pace. I think he'll let Eduardo kick forward and do whatever he wants, go absolutely nuts, just sit off it. Um, I think he'll be right in the finish, Nature Strip. The only thing is 
we've seen him fail in this race before because there is so much pressure early on and he just hasn't been able to absorb it. I think he's a smarter horse this time around. I think he's been taught how to take a bit of a seat. $3.90. Mm, I think that's about right for Nature Strip in this, especially on a heavier deck. I think he is a winning chance for sure. 100%. Third up here, his last – I'm going to do the last few uh, third up runs – First in a TJ Smith by two lengths, uh, seventh in the Everest last year where they went mad. Uh, first in the TJ the, in the autumn before and fourth in the Everest the year before that and he was outstanding he was. in that race because that was the first time where he actually ticked the 1,200-meter box for mine. So yep. he's run the game in my numbers. Last year's winner, classic legend. Isn't he gorgeous? What a guy. Just gorgeous. Yeah, and so I saw some pictures of him as a young pup during yeah. the week, and he was a big, ch- uh, he was a grey chestnut, I guess. Yeah, well, usually it takes them a little while to actually turn grey, which is weird. Well, the older they get, the grey they get. Yeah, there you go. So last year he had like probably a a, br- a bronzy type sheen underneath his coat. He was gorgeous last year. Oh yeah, more grey now. Well, the year before that, he was more of a more of a what would you call that? Like a lead pencil colour. Like a steel. Yeah, mm. like a steel. Anyway, um, he's had one run since the Everest last year, and that was when they went took him over to Hong Kong, and he finished near the end, but he was near favourite in that race. He had a bleed. So I've heard during the week, if horses have had a bleed, what the trainers typically want to do is they can come back really well after a bleed, but they are at risk at bleeding again after they after that first run. So, ideally, they would have taken him second up, but they've got a few more trials in him, and he's gotten better each trial. They just want to have a throw at the stumps first up. Hopefully, he's over all the bleediness that he's had, and hopefully, he can go back to back. Um, soft, not a query for mine. Uh, remember, it was he had one run in the winter last year and they all came the grandstand side and he drew out and he demolished that field. Mm. That was a soft seven on the day. He demolished them on mm. heavy ground. So I don't think it's an issue. I don't think so either. He's in the he's in the game. I think so too. The the query is obviously first race in a long time. That's the only query because he's the reigning champ, loves a heavy deck. Yep. He's a grey horse. Showing more intention in each trial. He's ready. He'll be ready to go. Yeah. Les Bridge doesn't muck around. No. Uh, Eduardo. Not our guy. Not our guy. (laughs) Eduardo. Eduardo scissor legs. Um, (laughs) Look, from Barry Seven, he'll he'll charge forward. He's been in cracking form ever since he's been with uh, Joe Pride. Got over the top of Nature Strip in the shorts. Not the first time. Not the first time. That's over 1,100 metres, which I think is Eduardo's go. I think the 1,200 is not his prime distance. But he'll love the heavy deck. He'll have it all his own way in front, you would think, with some pressure. I just think they'll be too good for him and run over the top of him. $6 is too short for mine. Uh, I agree. Elite 1,100-meter horse gets found out at the 1,200, in my opinion. In my humble. In my <laughs> opinion. Number four is Gitra. I believe he finished third in this race last year. He did, because I backed him. Um Draws barrier one, which I wasn't stoked about when I saw it, saw it for this horse. Uh, Jason Clayton, the saddle. Look, honest is as the day is long. Yeah. 
You he'll, could run. He'll give you a run. He would at Group One level. He'd have to be right up there with the most consistent horse in Australia. I mm. reckon. Um, like for the sprinting, spirit, sprinting brigade, he doesn't race that often. He's fairly lightly raced, um, but he's only missed the top three twice. Yeah, enough said. Um, Twenty five stars, bang. Twelve hundred meters. I don't think he's suited at that elite level. There's a couple uh, that are much stronger late, but I think if he can get a nice sit in the race from barrier one, that kind of offsets it um, a little bit. Um, Yeah. I think we'll potting him last year at the 1300 in the, uh, in the yes, yes, yes. And he won that easily. He brained him. He brained him. (laughs) And that was on a heavy, heavy deck that day. He'll be fine. He'll be fine through the going. Uh, He's in the game. Not in my top four. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, Look, how's this for a little veteran? Number five tracking. What a guy. Mate, what a guy. You know you're going to get a race from this guy. Wants it good, though, and he's not going to get that tracking. Unfortunately uh, not. Fourth in this last year, ran a cracking race, third the year before. As honest as they come, I'm glad he's in here because he deserves to be in the race, but I think uh, he'll drop out of the top four this year. Yeah, climbing all over him in the more stakes. Uh, yeah, not suited here. Um, number six, Mask Crusader. Any danger of this guy getting out of the gates? Mate, call Artorius the party bus. At least he's left the station. Mask Crusader's still sleeping in. I know. He's he's one of the he misses the alarm each each morning, you know, slow out of the gates, gets into work five minutes after. Afternoon, mate. How you going? Yeah. One good the, and you. Yeah. One of those operators. But gee whiz, once he's once he's in the office. Once he's had a bit of caffeine. Holy smokes, mm. doesn't he get through some work? He sure does. His win the other day uh, on in the Premier Stakes, I believe, was it Golden Rose Day? Might not have been two weeks ago. No, nah, it wouldn't have Turnbull. been. Turnbull. Wouldn't have been. Um, but it was a bit leaderish that day and he was outstanding. Outstanding. Was. Um, was nowhere at the 300. Tommy Berry weaved his way through the field. Brilliant win. He has the brilliance to be elite here. I just – he gets too far back for mine. Too far back. Um, who, did, who did charge down or stand run over out. the top of? Stand out and embrace her. No, thanks. Yep. Wild Ruler, my guy. Um, awesome run in the Maya last start, but he had the run of the race. Yeah. Uh, look, he's unbeaten over 1,200 at Randwick, but he wants a nice just – Mm, rock hard deck. He wants to. Ruler. He wants to feel his bones. This horse. He does. Look, he's still got his nuts. Wild ruler. So I hope this isn't his only shot at the Everest. I have a feeling that it might be because he's ticked off that Group One box. Um, but nah, not this weekend. No. My guy, the Inferno. Lovely, lovely work last start. Um, apparently, this horse is an absolute nutcase. Oh, really. <laughs> Trainer called him cantankerous during the week. Oh, wow. So apparently he, he – I saw some footage of him today. He was having a good look around Randwick, seeing what this place was all about. Um, but when a jock gets on him, then he settles down. He's like game face on. But apparently if he's by himself, he's on his toes just going like, do you want a biff, bro? Oh, jeez. Yeah. No wonder why they call him the Inferno. So, yeah, he's, he's got a bit of fire in the belly, this horse. Look, his record speaks for itself. Um, 
trainer did say he did want the 1200 so last start and he was over the thousand gets that here kind of ticked that soft box uh two starts ago where he was brilliant running over portland sky in my opinion he's the best roughie in the race 26 bucks not a bad shout, mate. Do you know what's not the best roughie in the race? <laughs> Embracer. Uh, look, look. Who's taking $67 here? Oh, not me. You've got a feel for... Um, James Harron? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Sorry, mate. Harron? Was it him? He had Rothfire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Robbie Heathcote? No. Yeah, the Harron. Harron slot. Yeah, the Harron slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it believe him? it's him. Anyway. <laughs> We're experts. We promise. Um, look that up, Jamie. Um, nah, I don't, I don't want the embracer here. Uh, you got to feel for Big Rothy not being in the race. I think he deserves to be. James Kennedy. James Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, we were close. Yeah. It's one of those things, like I, I know what his name is and it just left my brain. Yeah. Oh, well. Nah, no thanks. Uh, yeah, well said. Same can be said for lost and running for mine. Um, was brilliant in the autumn, hasn't come up in the spring. Agreed. Uh, Libertini. Off. Oh, she's just – she'll be first up here. She's had some setbacks. Got a soft spot for this girl, but um, no, I don't think she features here. She needs the track dry. She's not oh, going to yeah. get it. Um, here we go. Here's a runner. The only three-year-old in the race, home affairs. Mm. Look, I haven't found this guy because I'm of the opinion if there's one, maybe two elite – Three-year-olds, I don't have this guy in there. But I could be wrong. Could be. I, <laughs> I know I know you're a fan of this horse. I am. Chris Waller, Glenn Boss, it stinks of yes, yes, yes to me. It does. And yes, 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 leading into the Everest, which he won, he ran behind big old Biv over 1,400 metres, the Golden mm-hmm. Rose. Uh, so I don't think anyone was expecting him to come back and win this. He was a similar price, similar profile, Coolmore, as you know. Paul Ailey's Frank the Form. Did Paul Ailey beat some superstars? No, but still came out and won. Yeah. I think Home Affairs was written pretty quietly um, last start towards the end and still absolutely blitzed him. Absolutely killing him in trials. Apparently, he's come back enormous. Big boy. Big. So, if anything, he's probably a similar size to the older horses, but gets the weight swing. I've said it on this podcast before, I don't look at weights too much over 1,200 metres, but when this race is going to be absolutely rabid up front, I think weight comes into it a bit. Um, he's $11. I'd consider that a roughy price. For me, he's the best roughy in the race by far. He's a winning chance. Cool. Uh, in a word, Kamintari, no. Uh, Signore Fox, no. All right, I'll do these. Stand out and <laughs> chat. No, no. Hey, 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 wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a scratching. Uh, won't happen. Uh, maybe Libertini if she's not right. And mm. then Special K gets a run. Could imagine you imagine? <laughs> imagine if you won. <laughs> I think the mugs would have to give it away. I think so. I think, I think that'd be shut down forever. All right. Give me your trifecta, please. Tossing up between Nature Strip and Home Affairs. I really am, guys. Rock, hard place. It was similar last week. I got it wrong more often than I got it right. Uh, Gus says Nature Strip. 
um, wins this though. But gee whiz, that was a big omen today with uh, Home Affairs. If you scroll, if you scroll through Instagram, go on. I think it's Sky Racing or Seven Horse Racing, one of them. And it was like screenshot this post. That's your Everest winner. Mine came up Home Affairs, and I liked him before that happened. So, <laughs> so I think Home Affairs can sit just behind him and just charge home. It's just got it. It's got one of those. I've got a gut feel about him, but I think Nature Strip will be awfully hard to beat. Uh, for me, running into third place, classic legend. Been there, done that. Yep. So that's my trifecta. Easy. Classic legend on top for me. Uh, handles all going. We'll sit off. He'll sit midfield. That's the best thing about this horse. He can sit midfield and then he still has probably the best turn of foot in the race. Unleash. Probably must crusade a little bit better. Um, so I think he goes back to back. Said that in one of our spring headlines thing from Did ages you? ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice for yeah. the pod. Yeah. So, you know, for the story and storyline of the podcast alone, have to stay with him. Nature Strip in second. I think he's going to get it run over late. And the Inferno is going to run nicely into third. Jeez, that'd be big for the Inferno because um, still so lightly race. He could back up in this for another two yeah. years. And that train has just come back from Singapore. People would be like, oh, do you want to train some meals? Couldn't you? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Half an hour in, we still have the Caulfield Cup to get through. So let's crack on. I'll kick it off. Uh, handicap 2,400 metres. You have Holmesman at the top. He's the toppy of the field this year. Um, 55 and a half kilos and the bottom weight is giving away 50. So it's only giving five and a half away. So it's not that big of a weight swing. Holmesman, last time he raced at this distance was when he ran second in the Caulfield Cup. Yeah, that wasn't last year. Ago. It was two years ago, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think he's going near as well now. And I don't know, funny prep for mine. Um, he kind of turned that race upside down at the 800 in the Might and Power last weekend. Don't mind the horses on the quick backup. I just think there's better horses in the race for mine. Because it could Agreed. be – Sorry, at Caulfield, could be absolutely bottomless. Yeah, could be – Titanic has sunk at Caulfield. So that's how wet it is. Soft six at the moment. I think they they could get up to another sixty mil. Mate, imagine if it's first. canned. Uh, yeah, hopefully not. But and the rail's back in the true. So is the inside going to be off? That could bring the outside barriers. That could be the best draw. Could be the barrier was out. Nine metres yesterday, though, for 1,000 guineas day. It, it was. It was. So do you reckon, now that it's true, four or five metres out is where you want to be? There could still be some wear and tear. That's what I'm saying. We're not experts. No. We're not there walking the track. Don't even know what, what track walkers do. No. Who's shout number out, two? Shout out to Willow. Who's number two in the market? The big eye. The favourite. Incentivise. The Toowoomba boy. My guy. Draws the car park. Do you know what? The more I think about it, the more I'm happy with that because I'm going to get a better price for him than I would have gotten. Yeah. Because he's he's opened at twos. He's out to 260 with Ladbrokes. Mm. Mate, not a drama. Cruises across, lands himself with some cover in the top four or five. No issues. I think he wins this. I think he wins it by lengths. It's now it's just a matter of how many lengths. Um, last start over the Turnbull. 2,000 metres. Uh, he led the entire way from the soft barrier draw. Uh, young Werder came out. The way the sort of race panned out, all the leaders were failing 
by the sort of back end of the straight and incentivise just kept going. Then the back markers came because the race was running at a pretty good pace, like Young Werder and Shapata, and he just accelerated again when they came at him. Unbelievable. He'll relish the 2,400 metres. Peter Moody said he looks better and has come out of that race better. Yeah, barrier 20, while it's a bit of a kick in the nuts. Not a big deal for mine. I think he wins this easy incentivise. I think he's in the game. Um, Explosive Jack, he had a terrific uh, Melbourne Cup trial last start in the Turnbull. Uh, Too short for mine. Too short in price and in distance. I think there's better roughies in the race. Yeah. Not a bad shout, mate. The chosen one, racing well. Uh, Finished third in this last year, second at Delphi last start. I think he wants a drier deck. He's not going to get that here, the poor chosen one, but um, he's going well. The stable think he loves it. Oh, really? Yeah, which his form might not suggest, but he is flying, this horse. Well, there you go. So I think he's in the game. Ocean Billy. So I believe this horse was the Auckland Cup winner. Uh, Apparently loves it, loves it rock hard. Um, Look, Auckland Cup form, I'm not that familiar with it. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, I believe this horse is a two-miler and he's not going to get that here. So, no thanks. There you go. Uh, Number six, Salino. My pick for the Melbourne Cup, Drifters, if you weren't already aware. I'm sure it's pretty obvious by now. He's another one where he's had eight starts in the wet uh, for only a second and a third, but um, Stable says he loves the wet weather. Tell you what. Uh, Barrier 17 is a bit of a kick in the nuts, but this is too short for him. Melbourne Cup's his uh, ultimate goal. Um, so just keep an eye on him, see if he finishes strongly. And that's all you want from Salino. Yeah. Okay. Persan, one of the better roughies in the race, race for me. I think he might he will be suited better to the Melbourne Cup trip, as a lot of these will be. Um, I think he's going better than his form might suggest. Uh, he was super first up, um, gets third up here. Just, yeah, I think – I. Ultimate aim is the Melbourne Cup, so quick thinker. Quick thinker. He's someone who loves a bottomless. He is possibly the best wet tracker in this race. He is. So he'll get an easy lead from that barrier. 61 bucks with Labrokes at the moment. He's worth a throw at the stumps each way, I think, quick thinker. Uh, put him into your exotics because he loves it wet and we know he loves his trip. So quick thinker is worth an each way bet. Yep. Uh Chepata, um, ninth in the Caulfield Cup last year, 52 kegs on the back. He needs it rock hard as well. $67, no thank you. Delphi, awesome last start. Brilliant last start. Awesome. Uh, kicked away as well, which is what you want to see. Gets a heavy dick. Heavy dick. <laughs> Look. Still has his nuts, so maybe he does have a heavy dick. He's staying low. Oh, it's a heavy dick. Oh, that you'll get this weekend. Um, Heavy deck's a bit of a query for mine for Delphi. Uh, If he was the second favourite in the race um, before the barrier draw, (laughs) draws barrier 19. Mm -hmm. Look, I still think it runs a cracking race, Delphi. Uh, Ollie wants to get down to 52 and a half kegs for the first time in a long time, maybe two or three years. So... Uh, he clearly thinks highly of this horse. I think it'll either trail incentivize or be just in front of incentivize. So I think it'll get every chance. I think it runs well. Yep, 100%. Uh, Master of Wine. 
Now, the price is gone on this horse. It was $40 after the barrier draw. This horse is the second best wet tracker in the race. Mm. Well, it's a bit unknown with incentivize. Apparently, he loves it. He's a duck. Yeah. But apparently, this horse loves it as well. And you know what? He could be back. He could be back after running third last start, Master of Wine. He's not one of mine. No, he's not. But he's – I think he might want the two-mile, but I'm going to have something small on him in this race and put him in my – Put him in my exotics because he gets down to a, a featherweight here and I know he'll get through the ground. And if it's a heavy 10, can't say that again about a lot of these. So I think he is one, an absolute must for your exotics. Yeah, there you go. Montefilia broke my heart last start, uh, beating home in Taunt, on Taunt, on Tonte uh, in the Metropolitan. Uh, she, look, she was great. She really was. She ticked off the 2,400-meter box, which was a little bit of a query. I think she'll enjoy uh, that barrier. I think she'll enjoy the heavy deck. Uh, $16, I think she's uh, not a bad shout. I think she'll run well. Cool. Um, Port Gulame, if that is indeed your name. Um, bit of a spook about this horse, French, I believe. Look, not going to lie to you again, don't know a lot about this horse. $91 is his quote. <laughs> take take that information and, <laughs> and do what you want with it. Uh, his last win was 61 weeks ago. There you go. Um, she's ideal, number 14. She loves it a bit wet. Uh, bit of a funny uh, girl, this prep. Uh, she ran a slashing third over 1,400 metres in the wing stakes. Then a seventh, and then she won the Kingston Town Stakes over 2,000 metres on a soft seven and then finished off ninth in the Metropolitan. So she's hit and miss, but I think for $34 is a price that you can find out with. Uh, she draws really well in barrier five, but she'll go back anyway. So she'll need a bit of luck. Uh, I think 2,400 metres uh, will be fine for She's Ideal. Um, I think she's not a bad shout in this race. Yep. Young Werther, uh, look, went half a length to incentivize in the Turnbull last start, gets out to a distance, which is cherry ripe. He's only won once from 10. That is the query, but he has been placing in group ones. Now, he is racing against his own age in those group ones, but, you know, I think he's come back a much better horse. He has, yeah. He's um, from his three-year-old season to his four-year-old season. Apparently, he's just uh, filled out a lot, balanced out a lot. So, I think he's a different horse, this prep. Um, I agree. The 2,400 metres will be cherry ripe for him. I just – I tried to – because Danny O'Brien was on RSN today, and I just wanted him him to say, back this horse in the Melbourne Cup. That's all I wanted him to say, and he didn't (laughs) say it. Because I'm sure he's going there and I'm sure he'll stay. It's just I wanted him to go – I wanted him to just go around without me on this week because he was clearly the the flashing light that uh, in the Turnbull. Um, I just think he might have a, a bit of a flatty here, but it has to go into your numbers as well. Nonconformist. Gee whiz, within a whisker of getting a group one in the might and power last start, quick backup, which I like. Uh, was awesome in the start before that, beating Delphi, which uh, has since been franked. Uh, a little bit of a query on a heavy deck for nonconformist. I think Barry 16 is okay, though. Willow on board's a tick. He's in good form at the moment, uh, except for that ride on Zaki. <laughs> <laughs> I think nonconformist runs well. Uh, query at the distance one, uh, but he does drop 7.5 kilos. Stack of weight. 
Juice, Juice, whatever her name is, Coonji winner during the week. She was brilliant. She was good. She was great. Swims. Had a little each way bet on her. Sweeps, swims too. Yeah, she'll be fine. You know, if you listen during the week, myself and Lloydie of Mugs Punting fame said that this horse was the best ruffie in the race and the 34 bucks is gone. Yep. Vanished. It was between your fingers. <laughs> Actually and, halved. Yeah, literally halved. 17 bucks now. Uh, but another one that's going to go into my ever-growing trifecta. <laughs> uh, yes, about 50 horses. Yeah. Uh, so she's in the game. Barry three. If it is, if the fence isn't off, yeah, she can definitely um, be right around the money. Charm star. Charm star, no thanks. Yeah, no. Nah. And great house, no thank you. Who's this bottom horse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what I'd never do? I'd never pot it in no, public. No. You know, I was listening to some other horse racing podcasts during the week. And I feel like we were quite kind on the horse. Oh, really? Yeah, they said this thing's going to win a hurdle maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the racing show. Oh. Can we do a first four for this race? Because it's so big. Yeah, we can. Let's you go that. first. All right, big eye, obviously on top. Uh, I think Nonconformist runs a cracking race, but I'm going to have Young Werder in a second. Nonconformist, third. Quick thinker. He'll run a cracking race at that price. Chuck him in your exotics. Now. <laughs> I have thought long and hard about this, and I, th- the more I thought about it, the more I think incentivize wins. Of course he does. So I have incentivized on top. I do think because I think Del- the other thing about Delphi, I think he actually might be targeting the Melbourne Cup. So this might not be his grand final. I think he'll run fantastic. I think. Mushroom Wine is going to give this a shake. I have a sneaking suspicion. If he comes home and wins, <laughs> I think I'll cry myself to Just sleep. Just chuck him. He was my Caulfield Cup pick last year. That's um, right. And he was about second favourite at six bucks. You're getting 26 now. <sighs> yeah, he's in the he's in there. Uh, Delphi in the money and I also have the chosen one. Fair enough. Well... So we're 44 minutes in and we still need to give our Drifter of the Week a little bell. So let's get cracking on to that right now. Bryce, you got us, bruh? Oh, no. Technical difficulty. Bryce, we can't hear you, bruh. Oh, sorry, gotcha. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) So, okay. Bryce, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you for jumping on. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Much appreciated. And um, I do love the content. So, yeah, thanks thanks for having me. No, no, thanks. Thanks for listening, mate. You're you're one of the OGs. You, You were listening season one, which is unbelievable. But, mate... My, I'm tipping that badly at the moment that we need a professional in. So <laughs> what Bryce does better than anyone, he does, he gives out some tips on his service. Mate, tell us a bit about it. Yeah, cheers. So it's been a, a little bit now. I guess it's probably two, two years or so. And uh, I guess just every day I send out the write-ups and um, get cracking on form a few days early. I kind of love to get the early prices in. I'll try and target a couple of days earlier and, most things uh, get really splashed in price. Some get sung with deductions, but um, 
I think that's sort of the thing we aim for at investors that I just love to get an early price and something that's uh, probably been put up too much and then wake up in the morning, you'll see it two-thirds what it was and that's what I like to see. It definitely adds the confidence when you go into a day and you see something's been smacked in the market. So, yeah, that's that's sort of what I look for, fellas. We love value, Bryce. So, investor bet. Investors bet. Investors bet. Investors bet. One of the great tipping services of all time. Join them up on their Instagram. You can get in contact with Bryce there and he'll sort you out. But, Bryce, mate, there's some... Do you love the Everest or the Caulfield Cup? Are you a Caulfield Cup guy or an Everest guy? To be honest, fellas, I've, I'm very interested in the Cozzy this year. I do have a lot going on it, so... <laughs> I'm massively on Cozzy um, and probably for me, yeah, the Everest, I'm, I'm really keen. Beautiful. Well, let's start with the Everest, mate. Who is your on top selection and why? Oh, Ripper Race. I, I'm a little bit worried about the weather because initially I thought if it's dry enough, I, I trust Les Bridge, Classique Legends best. I'm very, very weary. He doesn't want the wet. Classique doesn't want the wet, so... I just thought off the run, fellas, G-Tra, just at the odds, I couldn't I couldn't see how it was so far apart. Um, obviously, a little bit of pocket talk. I was on that day, and it, was, it wasn't it was a great watch. Um, but, geez, it, it's definitely riding at a good price. I mean, I, I do think if it's dry enough, I'll be pretty keen on the perceive. But at the moment, each way G-Tra is very hard to knock. If something's going to blow them out of the water, I think the Inferno's done nothing wrong. It's record of the distance is impeccable. The one knock was when it was just ridden, not how it needed to be. It could come running over the top of them. So I think Gitar each way is the tip for me, guys. Absolutely. No, I think he's right in the game there, mate. And did you say you had one in the Kosciuszko as well? It's got to be my best bet. So there's a little bit of a backstory to it. I messaged Nicky Lloyd from uh, Mugs Hunting. And funnily enough, we actually lived in the same apartment block. And we were mates for about a year and we had no idea that we lived in the exact same apartment <laughs> block Gee, until I passed him one day in the pool and I went, Lloydie, what are you doing in the pool, mate? <laughs> and he popped up and said, I just live here as well. And I'm like, oh, right, eh? Um, I'm glad he said he lived him. there and that he wasn't just jumping in the pool for no reason. <laughs> yeah, just chilling in the pool. I'm like, all oh, right. Um, and uh, I messaged him a few months ago and I said, mate, $2.50, Hamworth, mate, have a look at this footage. Tell me what you think. And he get, he got back to me straight away. And he was probably at work as well, but he got back to me straight away and he said, oh, Lord. And I said, yeah, mate, that is going to be hard to beat. And they scratched it. They backed it off the map. And then first up, edit, was phenomenal. That win and uh, was just from the clown. And the trainer says he's going to improve length. I think Huey Bowman, he'll be sitting up the back. If they're running on straight down the middle of the track, I, I don't see how they're going to beat it. I think Edit looks a freak to me, fellas. I reckon that is a phenomenal bet at the five. Beautiful. Well, that's a fantastic case you've made. <laughs> so we we have nothing else to add to that. We'd love to see it. Uh, all righty, mate. What about the uh, the lesser uh, group one? Yeah, Everest isn't even a group one. It should be a group one, yeah. What about the Caulfield Cup, mate? Are you with incentivize? <sighs> My heart's with it. Um and it's it's done my bank well. I mean, I'm, I'm a Queenslander now, so there's plenty of plenty of reasons I want to be with it. But I've always been a big fan of non-conformists. I just thought it was given an absolute peach 
um, two runs ago, but gee, it's, it's going all right for $12. Barrier 16, a lot of this, I think this is just luck in running, isn't it? You've got a stack field. I think it's going to be really messily run, but non-conformance at the odds, I think that's a great go. That being said, Preble could just roll across, and as soon as Incentivize finds the front, I think it's, uh, if it finds it easily enough, it's, it's probably race over, isn't it? Agreed. But non-conformist on the quick backup, well, I think he's right in the game. All righty, mate. Um, what about your value plays? So we'll get into your best bets of the day. So your value play of the day? Value play, I'm really keen to take on the shorty race for Caulfield. I do concede it's got plenty of upside. Um, but look, you're getting $2 for the capital of Sunset when, bear in mind, there's two runners in this field, Glint of Hope and Mokalua. Now, Glint of Hope's last run was third behind the two that ran the Quinella on Wednesday in the group race. Oh, God, yeah, oh, we're looking in the same direction. <laughs> it, it, that is that kind of form, that yearning, elusive express. And then Mokalua was in the same race, caught wide, but you go three runs back on Mokalua and it's lost the head to Profondo, which is one of group one. So, You've, you've got two horses in here with like group one form against something coming up from Maiden that does look a star and you can get $10 for two of those as opposed to the $2. I reckon you could play both of them each way. I think that's a really nice go. If, if we flipped a coin and <laughs> we had to put one in, would it be Glenn of Hope or Makula? I think Glenn of Hope, it did beat Makula home, which is unlucky, but I think Glenn of Hope is on the up. It's only had a few starts, and I see that that form reads so well, doesn't it, with those two running vanilla on Wednesday? Yeah, absolutely. Deep impact, impact Philly. Love to see it. How about you each way, bruh? I, Shiloh Laps is flying. It is flying. <laughs> and it, it, first up, I watched the trials, and I thought, gee, this is, this is going to come back and run an absolute storm. Gave it a good plug. Pretty keen. Filmed the trials spoke through it, and then came out, and it, it was a crap. It was horrible. <laughs> and so I popped it in the forget file. Next start, I think it was $30, just absolutely blitzed them. And I thought, righto, had a look at the report, pulled up with some issues. Next run, I'll give this another go, $34 at the Valley. It just sat behind the speed and went off. See you later. One by a length and a half, easily. Markets go up again, $61. And then I had a look today, and they've, they've had a go. I think it's into 23s, but when you find something looking for three in a row, and they've both been very dominant wins, I'm just wondering if form might not be the strongest in here, but sometimes you just overlook that pick your pen, come back in hindsight and go, geez, why not go with the thing that's just flying? And on the up, and good to see it hammered in, in the market. So I can show our last can, can win again. So just... For those punters at home, mate, what race and what number? So, it'll be race eight, Caulfield. I'll have to have a check on the number, but yeah, it's yep. race eight, Caulfield. Yeah, number so. 19 down the bottom. So, at the moment, she needs one more scratching to get in the field, but on the heavy ground, I'd imagine she probably will. Yeah, that's it. And you know, Daniel Moore's two for two. It, it, yeah, it opened 61, but it, it's 26 right now, and when it first opened, I think it was paying from memory, oh, I think $16 to run a drum, which is pretty good odds for something shooting for three straight. And those wins have been pretty much eased to the line. So I'm, I'm mm. keen to see how it measures up. Yeah. 
Again, it's a great case. And uh, <laughs> your best of the day? Cosmosco. I just think, I think Edit is, if they can run on and the track's playing okay and Bowman and not, no disrespect, love the job, but some of his rides lately have been late. Um, so, and I've been on a few of them and I've gone, yep, that was late. Um, if he times it well, I, I don't think they'll beat Edit. I reckon this thing looks a freak. It'll measure up in some stage traces. That first up run, if it's going to improve a few lengths, as the trainer said, um, my housemate turned it off and pretty much said no hope at the bend. He said, oh, no good, mate. And it ended up winning by two lengths almost. And when it actually got focused and hit the line, I looked at that and I went, I don't know how they're going to beat that in the Kosciuszko. Mm. Huge respect to Sunrise Ruby and handle the truth. Obviously, he's got the class. But geez, Ed, it's going to be hard to beat, I reckon, guys. It can rattle down the inside, or the outside, sorry. I, I, I don't know how they beat it. Lovely. Love to hear it. All righty. Thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, it's Bryce from Investors Bet. Give him a follow on Instagram. Uh, they do a fantastic job, as you can clearly hear there. <laughs> Very in-depth and knows his shit. So thanks, bro. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Bryce. Much appreciated, fellas. I probably won't get something as big as Yonkers with the value there. <laughs> and that was ridiculous. I, I, remember, I, I remember being at Woolies and I, I just had a – in the back of my head that went, I'm pretty sure on the trip said Yonkers. I'll put a five on. Oh. And yeah, that was nice. You love, to, you love to see oh, it. Oh, Mackenzie, another Absolutely. one for you, bro. How good. All righty. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much, guys. See ya. Hooroo. What a lovely young man. Oh, you know, um, we only invite the best on. So yeah. thanks, Bryce. Okay. Bro, if you're going to have a bet this weekend, you need to do it responsibly. Now, if gambling is an issue for you, you need to call this number. Write it down if it is an issue. 1800 858 858, the Gambling Help Hotline. You can also go to their website if you need any resources there. But our Juicy Set Stakes segment, your value player of the day, DJ. Mate, race 10, core field, the number one top weight swats that. She's 21 bucks with ladies at the moment. Uh, forget about her last ride. There is a stack of speed in this race provided by the likes of Enthar, provided by the likes of Jigsaw. Malkovich will go forward. I think Swatsat will stalk them, peel out, kick home. I really do. Don't worry about the weight. It's 1,000 metres. She'll be fine. She's a group one placed filly multiple times. She's run... Third behind Nature Strip over a thousand meters at Flemington. I think twenty one is a stupid price for Swats. That yes, you know who I think is a stupid price in that race. This is my value play, but I think chuck this into a Quinella. I am a hundred percent doing this. the The second top weight, free of debt. This yeah. horse is flying, in absolutely Adelaide. flying. It's one three or four in Adelaide. Yeah. And it's $31. Yeah. And you know what they say about 1,000-metre races? You need 1,000-metre horses. Ah, you do. He's one of them. Yep. Gets the um, gets Artorius's party bus driver, Brad Preble. <laughs> the job. Well, He's in great form. That's what I was – mate, come on. What are you talking about? <laughs> I nearly made him my value play of the day, but I didn't because I have one in the cosy that Bryce actually talked about. I have number 14, Sunrise Ruby. Mm. Here we go. Bossy in the saddle. 
Mitchie Beers, the trainer. Oh, you love to see it. One of the great trainers of all time from Albury. Um, so basically, I'm going off his word here, and I've had a, I've had a look, I've had a look at the the replays, loving what I'm seeing. So she has had four runs this prep. She's won three of them, finished second. I reckon that was just a tune up that last one. Uh, hasn't raced since August, but she does fantastic work, fresh. Mm. And she had a track gallop on Saturday, and he couldn't contain his excitement on Twitter. And he was like, this thing is absolutely flying. <laughs> so $15. To find out. She's a good play. Barrier four, bossy in the saddle. Thanks for coming. You love to see it. And good to see that Mitchell Beers uh, made a career after one test match. <laughs> <laughs> but he also, um, bossy locked in this ride a while ago. Did he? So, yeah, first time he went on it, he's like, mate, we'll sort it out. Do you want to ride this thing in the cosy? He's like, yeah, gotcha. It's got a chance, so that's enough for me. Yeah, trust Bossy. Um, mate, Bryce absolutely nailed it. My H-way play of the day is in race four, number six, Glen of Hope. $9.50 with Ladbrokes. That'll get crunched in. Form behind Yearning and Elusive Express, who just ran 1-2 in group 1,000 guineas literally yesterday. She's a filly on the up. She's a deep impact filly, which I know you like. I love that. So she'll make the trip easy. No, I had a look at her. Uh, just found that race a bit confusing. A few too many unknown form lines. And I'm off the three-year-olds. I'm off them completely. Fair. Um, what's mine? Uh, <laughs> I'm in race seven. Taking on Colette here. Colette is a $3 favorite. 290 now. Crikey. This horse was supposed to run the Caulfield Cup on the weekend. Had some setbacks. Uh, what she got on the feet? She's got an equicast first time. Her feet is her foot is not right. Blink is off, which suggests that this is just a tune-up run. I'm happy to take her on at the 290. You know who's flying? Nimely is flying. This horse from uh, Matt Smith, fierce impacts trainer, is bringing this thing down. Fair enough. She's been really, really impressive. Um, she does get her toe in, she goes another yard if it is a soft deck. So I think she'll race on speed. Ollie on the back, thanks for coming. Yeah, big watch for me that race, no betting uh, because I'm really keen to see how Shiloh goes uh, measuring up against Colette um, because I've got a soft spot for that horse. Um, But, mate, yeah, Nimalee is flying, so good bet. Um, My best of the day is Big Eye. I am very confident he wins the Caulfield Cup. There you go. My best bet of the day is in race eight at Caulfield, number two, Varda, mm. at the 5.50 on offer. Frosty Lane in the saddle, so it's a love-hate relationship here, but my goodness, this horse is flying as well. Um, loves the heavy ground, drawn preferably. I think she just it's a sit-and-steer job. 1,000 metres was a bit too short last start. Guess who her ultimate distance here at the 1100? She'll be mighty hard to beat. Yeah, she'll be mighty hard to beat, but she'll be just behind my girl, <laughs> Ruby Saki. Nah, yeah, that's a, um, that's a no bet race for me. I've uh, heard she's had a bit of a flat tyre in her trials. Oh, God, yeah. Ruby Saki, unfortunately. Oh, well. But I've also heard that this guy who loves trials, the tr- uh, Glenn Ingram, 
Mm. He has a Twitter handle at the trial files. Says she's flying. <laughs> wow. But then these other people said she's got a flat tire. She's no good. Oh, I think Ruby, my girl, is one of those mares who, when she's had enough of racing, she's just had enough. Well, her last prep wasn't that horrible. She was group one placed. Yeah. In the Goodwood, was it? Or the other one? I can't remember. Whatever that other I one can't is. Remember. The Tab Classic, of course. Yeah, that one. Um, but yeah. I yes, I don't have my phone on me because it's filming. But <laughs> I believe the tipping comp this week for Ladbrokes is leaning towards Caulfield. Look, I I'm happy with that because it's the punters' tipping comp, and they can do what they like. What I would say is, <laughs> the Everest is a special, special event. Well, do we just include it as a leg? Maybe we include the Everest and the Kosciuszko. That's a great shout. So it's 12, 12 races you have to cover punters? Yeah. Look, screw them. What have they done for us recently? <laughs> you set the numbers. Yeah. You set the expectation. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. And I think it's only fair. Yeah. I'm with you, mate. Um, but, you know, looking forward to the weekend. I think this is one of our longest yet. So yeah. I think let's wrap this up. Yep. Best of luck, drifters, on the weekend. Gamble responsibly. Go the big eye. Hooroo.